0: Hi everybody, this is your dungeon master, Keisha, and today you are listening to one of our public releases of After Hours. Now, these don't happen often, and if you want access to all of our After Hours episodes, then please consider heading over to our Patreon and subscribing to our content. For $3 a month, you'll get that, along with early releases of our main campaign and our new series called Confessions of a Dungeon Master. That is all for less than the price of an American cup of coffee. I can't say Canadian because our dollar is worth less and I can get it for cheaper than that, but for less than an American cup of coffee, you can can get access to all of that wonderful content as for the series other episodes will be coming out as they are plot important to the show itself but for the rest of them you will have to subscribe our patrons have had four episodes that are private only for them and they are wonderful they are long much longer than this one and both of the two arcs for them involve odd bell and the first one also involves azura it's kind of referenced when looking at episode 9, but not enough for me to warrant releasing it to the public. So if you want to get involved and hear those little backstory uh, episodes, go ahead and we'll see you on Patreon. For those of you that are listening and would like to be a part of our discord server that is now open to the public just message me on twitter or tweet to me on twitter and i will tweet back at you the link to the discord if you are one of our friends on a podcast let us know which one and if you are a fan let us know that you're a fan let us get to know you describe yourself you can meet other podcasters through our discord as well as interact with us play games with us sometimes we play among us and we look forward to having you in our community if you want access to vif status stuff that's our top tier patreon you can access that for eight dollars a month right now and that includes private community stuff that you will access above and beyond what most people will access along with exclusive content exclusive merch and yada 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 i've talked your ear off enough have fun listening to this episode of after hours episode five azura and the black mist (laughs) Thank you. Is your dungeon master Keisha and uh, your very tired person that is still alive somehow even though she's dead inside here we are and today we're joined <laughs> by Jess who is um, playing Azura want to tell us Hi a
1: guys. fun fact about Azura a fun fact about Azura the clothes that she wears are actually a gift that her father nope. Sorry, let me rephrase. A gift that her mother had specifically commissioned and designed for Azura as an adult. It was a very special gift to her.
0: Oh, nice. Did she go all the way to, like, somewhere far off to do it?
1: Yes. She never really told me where she got it from, just that uh, she presented it to me on my, uh... Oh gosh, timeline. I need to know my timeline so that I can give you an accurate age that she would have given it to me. Yeah, she gave it to me on my 20th birthday. Noise Is it like ratty
0: now because you guys work alone on these ruins to make sure that they're livable
1: for the people that pass through? No, I've taken pretty good care of it because they're fine clothes. So I only really wore them for special occasions and I was especially missing my mother the day that you guys uh, met me. Okay. Which is why I was wearing it.
0: Okay. So for those of you that are tuning in, everything's going to be super out of order for the bonus content. So you're hearing this one. I've recorded six of them. Jess has recorded, this is her second one with me. Currently, if you wanna know where we're at in uh, our timeline is we recorded five and six this week and episode three is like next week for us.
1: (laughs) I'm pretty sure we're just confusing them at this point. (laughs) You
0: know, it's fine. This is a circus. Everything's everything's up in the air and crazy. It's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Time travel, this is time travel? Yeah. You know what? We'll go with that. Time travel episode. Woo!
0: Maybe I need to DM tired all the time because I think I'm a lot more funny now when I'm tired.
1: very goofy right now.
0: I love it. (laughs) Okay. This just in. I'm not allowed to sleep for 20 hours before we record ever.
1: I feel so
0: bad! <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> oh, now that I know like what this, this like feeling and emotion is and how effective it is, I could probably just redo it later. Mm-hmm. When you're an actor,
1: I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Everything. pull on information and experiences you have. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, the, thing, the other thing that the audience needs to know is that the way this is going to work is I'm going to do a little <clears throat> mini questionnaire with the person that I am talking to, and then we're going to do a bit of role play. So, uh let's do the questionnaire and just talk about where you're feeling, what you're at, and how your characters doing with the ramifications of the finale of episode 6. So, last session for those of you that are just tuning in, the girls went to went started going through the caves after the necromancer thing happened in Glenfell and they found a little aladrin boy whose parents are dead and they fought some beasties that i kind of thought was going to kill them all but then the beasties stopped rolling well and the they started <laughs> rolling well so it was like oh, okay maybe i need to give you harder things then maybe you should almost die i keep getting worried
1: <laughs> getting worried that we're too badass
0: well, it's either um, like or,
1: kept failing.
0: <laughs> Well, I'm worried that like either I've overpowered the NPCs that are helping you or I'm overpowering the like monsters and I'm like, "Well, I don't want you to die. I want you to live long enough for me to psychologically torture you." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm sitting here going, Jackie's almost dead. It's getting hits on everybody. Like there's four of That's them. Shit. Are they gonna be able to turn this around? How am I gonna like budge this so that they like don't die? <laughs> but you guys you guys came back and I mean let's be honest, half of that was Rowan finally showed up to the fight. Yes.
1: <laughs> as soon as Rowan showed up, he killed one and then he ran away and killed the other and it was like boom boom done. Like yeah. cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he just like he, the first few rounds he's like I'm a just I'm just going to swing like I don't care.
1: <laughs> and then it was just test how everybody else does, and then shit got too serious and he was like ah damn it. Okay, I guess I got to actually fight.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, it's like it's like me when I go through university and oh <laughs> uh, i guess i actually have to try now talk about going full circle yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they found this ladrin boy and then they found monet and uh some really really cool items and then they went to the store and bought more cool items because i'm low-key half afraid to tell jenna no <laughs> Uh, Part of me is like also thinking to myself, if they get these really cool items, then that means that they can drop some cool things on me and we can start getting some whiplash up in here. (laughs)
1: Because
0: I'm just like on the edge of my seat, like what are they going to throw at me and then like everything goes according to plan. I'm like, oh, okay, that works too. I mean, most DMs are like, yo, I don't want to, I don't want to be, I don't want them to throw me off. And I'm like, but that's so fun. I want to see what happens. I do like,
1: uh, we haven't thrown any really good, up, way out of left field ideas at you yet, but I, I, I could feel that they're coming. They innocent. are.
0: <laughs> I think the most, I think the most like left field one was like Jenna being like, I'm going to do necromancy. And I'm like, oh shit. What? <laughs> uh, did you do know that's illegal fam that's that's like the big no-no and in the in- like even the people in the wilderness don't practice it like what are you doing okay I'm actually surprised you guys like after the uh, fight in episode 4 didn't just like turn on her and be like did you do this you're the one oh. using necromancy spells fuck you like
1: <laughs> I was like that would have been a totally different interaction and I have a feeling uh, wouldn't have ended very well for our lovely odd bell no I think uh, or Tika
0: Tika probably would have just like stood up for her and been like oh fuck you no she ain't like that <laughs> mm-hmm. um jenna's just like no he's mine and i'm like I, he's never leaving the party now <laughs> he's just there <laughs>
1: He's just your constant companion. Congratulations, yeah. you have a new best friend.
0: <laughs> also, low key, I totally set Jackie up to fall in love with the Aladren boy, because <laughs> I was like, I really want her and Hillier to get together and adopt the kid. Oh, that'd be so cute! I know, right? <laughs> I actually told Jenna, I was like, oh, so I'm gonna like do this thing, but can I like, I, I want the opportunity for their like that to happen, um, mm-hmm. and I really don't want all. Aud- bell just being like yo i'm just gonna bring his parents back to life I had to like talk to her before and I was like, so this is what I'm planning. I mean, if you really want to, you can, but I really want to see this kind of relationship unfold and see how
1: Mm -hmm. we view Fluffles with a kid. With a little baby. With a a kid. That would be super... I'm just so excited to see how every relationship develops in this campaign. Yeah, I'm like, I'm super
0: here for it. And I just, let's do that because that would be such a cute little storyline. And then like jackie fell right into my p- the palm of my hands this is what the problem is when i have both of my basically sisters at at my mercy i was like i just jenna's jenna's still a wild card and it's like i've known her my whole life basically so i don't know wow. how i'm not expecting half the shit she does but here we are <laughs> sorry that turned into me like dm confessions and less of my character. <laughs>
1: Total DM confessions, but that's okay. We can just make it into more bonus content and just have an episode of little snippets of DM moments. Confessions of a dungeon master. Yeah, would be a great little sub-series. <laughs> it really would
0: be. <laughs> Once you guys get past these milestones, they can start gushing about the things that I had planned, but... I ha- I find I have such a hard time just like sitting there being like, I have to wait, I have to wait, I have to wait, I have to wait. You're just so excited to share your story with us. I'm <laughs> so excited, and I'm like, so when we, when I was like, hey, yo, I finished like the thing for episode five and six. Like, I, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't wait to start. I'm like sitting at the edge of my seat, typing this, going, can we start now? Can we start now? Can we just do this a day early? Can we do this a week early? Because I, uh, <laughs> I have plans, and I need to see your reactions, and I need to like debate with you about it later. <laughs> what is an
1: amazing ending. To arc one, I'll tell you that I like I'm glad it, it landed.
0: <laughs> so, uh, how did how did uh, how did Azira feel about everything that happened in the last like couple episodes?
1: Um, honestly, she's little upset that her lifelong home is no longer safe and that she had to leave. She's been there her whole life, right? So it was kind of like a, what am I supposed to do now? (laughs) Um, So she's gonna be very, she's kind of ignoring it right now. She doesn't want to deal with it because it's her home. You know, your home's always supposed to be safe and now it just doesn't have that safety attached to it anymore. So is she in denial? Yeah, she doesn't want to, she she is kind of accepting that she can't be there right now, but she hasn't fully, like, uh, whenever she's finished whatever this campaign is going to take her on, uh, she will go back and try to Make sure it's a safe place again if she can.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you live somewhere your whole life, you inevitably want to go back at some point. Mm-hmm. That is, if you had good experiences there. I really loved that I was seeing you like interact more with a lot of the other characters. I know that three and four was a little bit awkward. You came in halfway through that episode because, like, shenanigans, and then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you just there, there's a lot of other shenanigans that happened before you even had a chance to connect with a lot of people so um i think you you had a lot more time to explore i think i was most shocked to see you go up to hillier of all of the people to go up to and i was like oh okay well then again he's a druid so i see the
1: allure but... mm-hmm. immediately as soon as azura figured out that he was a druid she was like ah another one Please, uh, help me learn more things because she's all about, she isn't very open about it, but she really likes learning about new things and new schools of magic. Nice. No. So she's very intrigued by this, uh, druid circle that Hillier is a part of. Yes. Especially now that she saw that beautiful map.
0: <laughs> yeah, um... I wanted a character that had these kind of abilities because I was like I have to figure out a way to get rid of the uh, athrowium cuff thing so that there's actually an advantage to the people who are fighting against the prejudices and um, I was not expecting to actually find this kind of druid it's actually a playtest class feature so it's being tested it's not actually something that is canon in the books yet but it will be eventually is the, the goal I guess oh, okay so, but i was like to this- is perfect for what I need, so I'm gonna just take it and I don't care that it's play test. Uh um, <laughs> and now I'm doing homebrew stuff. I mean my whole campaign's basically homebrew, but like I'm doing a homebrew. You you know this, but they don't, but
1: um or they yes, might. I don't know. I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited for it. I don't know if you, I don't want to spoil it, yeah, but I'm so um, excited for it.
0: Depending on what when like this q a gets released uh will depend on what uh what they hear so they might already know but i'm so excited to have like the the race that i created uh, a part of the campaign and i think if i do a for my next long-term stint i'm probably gonna do a, i'm probably gonna use that race if the dm that we lets me mm-hmm. for that one because um i really want to play it as like
1: an actual character? If it's my campaign the answer is yes because I already am in love with it.
0: <laughs> so uh, how does Azura feel about the uh, the ending? What happened to Melby and what happened with uh,
1: Vision? Um, She is absolutely horrified that that is an option for her future because it is so the polar opposite of what her current beliefs and ideals are. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of shell-shocked that that's even an option and she's even more stunned that our lovely little soothsayer got so damaged because of something which it really makes her think that there are other forces at play here that are far more powerful than she can even comprehend. Probably. There probably are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, I wanted to, when I did that, I wanted to like build in that this, there isn't, they're not just worried, they don't just need to be worried about the king and everything that's happening on a physical level with all of the uh, politics and bullshit but there's also this metaphysical spiritual level of war that's happening and that that there's there's more than just the one threat which is King Uther, of course. But um, mm-hmm. there, there there's more things at play right now. And I think what I really wanted to drive home was that they are in some of the most danger that they have ever faced in their lives. And their lives have been building up to this adventure. Yeah, I just wanted to like bring in that other aspect of Dory that was kinda it, it wasn't something that was that you would have inherent inherently known, which was like really exciting for me because I was like, hey, I get to show them new things and scare the shit out of them. <laughs>
1: hmm Myself as a person playing a character in the campaign, I'm so fucking excited for what comes next. As a character is or as terrified, but as me myself, I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> it's gonna have a little bit of a day new We're gonna shift gears a little bit as you guys get settled into the order, but like, yeah, I think you don't know Adventure Zone graduation yet, but I think it's gonna have like some sort of a cross between graduation and balance and in, in the feel. Like I, I know that it's gonna somewhat be like a Hogwarts type school type thing but all at the same time you guys are gonna be going on missions and you guys are gonna be doing stuff for the head of the order so yeah. almost in a similar fashion as balance but not quite because there's it's it's a obviously a different campaign and um Yes. I mean, I don't have the whole thing written. I'm leaving a lot of things for you guys to be able to like play with in the future, like having your decisions affect it. I know the overall okay. like, structure of events that need to happen for us to reach the finish line, mm-hmm. and that's it. But for the it. most part, it's uh, but for the most part it's player's choice. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a lot of. It's just this first arc that's really structured because okay. it's not it, like. It's really boring and really like time consuming if I just let you guys do whatever you want when you guys don't really know the world very well. Yes. So, having you guys flounder around and do nothing productive and pulling hen's teeth to try and get you to where you need to be in order for the actual campaign to start would be absolutely impossible if i didn't like structure in these npcs that were guiding you to where you
1: needed to go nope that's okay honestly i appreciate you approaching that way because it's kind of like the you know how every video game that you play ever has a very simple Babu introductory level that teaches you kind of everything you need to know to how to play the game. That's how I I kind of see chapter one being, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like the whole thing that kind of gets you guys used to the world you're playing in and all of the different nooks and crannies that you guys have to navigate. (laughs) Um, Because ultimately this world has a very, very complex Political atmosphere that plays directly into how you'll be able to play the game. Mm-hmm. And also, and it's two very separate worlds that live in direct opposition right next to each other so navigating the world of the wilderness versus the world of the kingdoms is complex there's power structures like this world is flushed the hell out i mean i don't know every single settlement i don't know every single thing i've i've allowed you guys to have some freedom in creating some of that Mm -hmm. and creating as we go and as we need to but for example i don't know anything about the pirate isles right now other than (laughs) they're there and they block
1: the only way out. Oh, even if I don't wind up having her be my forever lesbian lover, I totally hope I meet this super saucy pirate chick, just even if it's just for a night. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um
0: so yeah like like with jackie naming nordapple i'm just like yeah come up with your own things like we'll have different stuff happening but mm. it's a very complex
1: ruins
0: yes. i i love that you got to be able to design your own ruins i mean i made the map yeah. for you but you got to design it and you got to name it but i like i i want to give you guys the space to do the things that will help make it fun for you and that's another question that i had for today was what could i do better that might help you feel more engaged if you're not already
1: honestly there's not really anything that you could do better to help me feel more engaged it's just more of me dealing with my own anxieties towards it because you are an amazing dm you let us have fun and you kind of you give us little bits of tidbit but you're not like overbearing you know what i mean you're just kind of like a "Mm, maybe that's not a good idea and then just kind of let us do whatever we want to based on that comment you know what i mean
0: yeah and i only make comments like that when it's like hey your character does know this are you sure that they're gonna make this decision
1: <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> because if it, if they are that's cool i just your character also knows that the, the fallout's gonna be bad yeah but i am excited to see you guys jump off of my expectations and Threw me for a loop. I'm excited for that. I think um, the only thing that might be a little bit of a of a pain is that this this is a very involved campaign that's probably going to last quite a while. So that's another reason why I was like with the Patreon and stuff. I want to open up the possibility for mini arcs or even a whole second campaign because this is this one's a long one. I'm it might rival balance. Um, oh. How long is balance? That one's 69 episodes. Oh, damn. It took them three years. If we make this a regular thing and we're able to be like doing this, then we might be able to double up like every week instead of every two weeks Mm -hmm. and then get through it faster. But as it stands, like I'm just thinking about all of the different aspects that need to happen in order to finish the campaign. And if things go according to plan, it's going to be close to that. If you guys just die somehow, (laughs) then maybe not.
1: <laughs> but screw up the story plot or any number of things that characters can do because they have no idea what's important or what's not <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah yeah you guys won't know what's important until we get to the that point where it's like oh hey all of this different stuff just like I, I want this world to be open for you guys to do the things that you want to do in it I just yeah I needed that setup sesh like arc for you guys to get comfortable with what it was about because there was a lot and it wasn't going to be I, I know there were some people that were like uh your intro was really long and i'm like that's not even half of the shit they need to know (laughs) yeah before we even get into the main adventure
1: it's okay maybe a better way to approach it is like giving us information gradually over time
0: yeah uh that's what people suggested too and i'm just sitting here thinking to myself i don't know how to do that without starting to become that dm that like is overbearing like hey your character should know this when you yourself didn't know it at all like i i wanted to be like Here's the information you absolutely need, and I'll give the rest over time. Here's a moment to, like, understand the world that you're in.
1: Fair enough. And it's already posted, and you haven't really given us a whole information- whole session like that in a while, so I- I don't- It was just the first episode? You know what i you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It hasn't really come up in other ones, so
0: I don't need to because uh a lot again, this this whole podcast is secrets. So now, because you know the basics, I can just weave in some secrets. That would have been a good like alternate name for this whole thing. It's just the secrets secret? arc. Here's a new question. You and Jackie were telling me that you guys are uh have been thinking about uh char- character building. Um, do you wanna fill me in on some of that uh Like, the decisions that you guys are making?
1: Oh, yeah. Jackie approached me a little bit, like, I think actually the same night that we recorded the first episode where I joined all of you. She sent me a message and was like, hey, I have an idea for how to, like, because it was about, it was about the comment that you made where you were asking for, like, more character-to-character interaction. She approached me after that and was like hey this is what i'm thinking of doing and uh because azura is so nervous and awkward as is fluffles Mm -hmm. she was talking about how we could develop their relationship to be like fluffles will be like a big brother type and kind of help azura feel more comfortable with people okay and it was kind of more of like we would help each other reintegrate properly into i don't I don't really know how to explain it, but it's just a very loving siblingy. Hey, we're in this together. It'll be okay kind of relationship. Mm-hmm.
0: It's funny. all three of your characters come from a very isolated background, so it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see the dynamics unfolding. And I don't know. Part of me wants to take Ticho away so that Jenna is forced to like figure out her dynamic with you guys. But part of me also worries that Odd Bell is so different than Fluffles and Azura, that she is not going to click well and she's going to feel very alone on the campaign trail. So I'm, I think I'm hoping to like slowly pull Tikka away and see how that works. Because mm-hmm. I don't want him to be a crutch for her to just be like, oh, well, uh, they've got their thing, so I'm just going to be with Tikka because Oddbell likes him, so.
1: Well, Az- Azura can start approaching Oddbell too.
0: I want you guys to be honest to what your characters are doing and if she doesn't want to approach odd Bell, then that's cool too okay
1: don't feel like you are pressured
0: to do any of this any of that I want Jenna to earn that okay I want I don't want you guys to force moments if they're not there you know mm-hmm yeah, I want you guys as characters to earn those moments because you guys don't actually know each other. Mm-hmm. So don't feel pressured to make those moments. Jenna can't have, and actually, originally I was like, oh no, he's like Rowan's best friend, and that's not what happened at all. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I love the friendship that's happened between them, but I think there's going to be a lot of a lot less NPCs in future arcs, and there's going to be a lot more reliant between the three of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the NPCs were there because first of all. Originally all three of you were going to be at Adilo and on trial and not have any weapons and Mm -hmm. so you guys were going to have no magic, no weapons and try to escape. And then it was, okay, uh, also what would realistically be in a rescue party. Yeah. So, I overdid it.
1: Here we are. It's okay. They are good characters and they are kind of helping us figure out other aspects of the game. Mm -hmm. So it's not that they were a bad choice. I like all the NPCs that you've got because it helps add to the story. True.
0: Yeah, I guess my only concern was that it was taking away from you guys being able to interact with each other. Which Mm -hmm. is fine. I mean, it it helps build the world and if it's interesting, then cool, we'll keep it. But uh, I, I don't want it to be like the Keisha show where I'm just talking to myself and all of the NPCs are doing the battles for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rowan's great, but it it would be nice to get some more shots in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. instead of him like one-shotting them once he finally shows up to the damn game. I don't know why, but every time I play Rowan, the D20 just doesn't want to go above a 10. And half the time he doesn't want to go above a 6. And I'm like, nah. What the fuck? He's supposed to be for great going? barbarian. <laughs> he's definitely not. <laughs> no, he's not. Did you grow up with anybody or was it your mom at still just in Glenfell for the past 30 years? It's been just my mom
1: and me. In Glenfell? Yeah. Awesome.
0: Okay, so... <sighs> It's a nice early spring morning and the dew and the early morning fog are just rising out of the out of the little clearing there because the sun is just coming up over the trees and this particular morning a young family who was migrating from Fairhaven towards one of the underground settlements heading towards the Dead Pine Forest. Uh have stopped here to have like a little vacation because this waterfall and river are very beautiful and you guys have kept the ruins very well maintained or at least your mom has cuz you're about you're about 6 years old now and they've brought along a couple kids. And this is Uh, Quite an exciting time for you when this happens because kids don't come through very often. And this, there's one, he's a, they are a family of tortles. And so they have an older son, he's about eight and a younger daughter your age. And the son's name is Alistair and the sister's name is Serena. You guys are playing out. Towards the edge of the forest, right by the river, um, behind your house. And, and just below the cliff. You guys are playing hide and seek. So you're it, and...
1: I want you to tell me what you're gonna do. You finished counting. Okay, so I finished counting, and then I just. uh, The first place I'm gonna go is kind of. I'm gonna check behind the waterfall to see if they kind of hid behind there.
0: Okay, the way that this is gonna work is we're gonna. We're not gonna do any combat rolls, but I will need to have you make a couple perception checks and uh, sometimes stealth, depending on what the what's happening. So um, I'll need you to make an investigation check for me right now.
1: Sounds good. I have 14 plus... Am I going off my current stats or little kid stats? Let's I go don't with have current.
0: Little... Let's not go all the way back to when you were a kid because that's going
1: to take us forever to try and figure out. Okay, so then it's 14 plus 2.
0: Uh, 14 plus 2. Um, you go in behind the waterfall and You think, on a first scan, you don't think anybody's in there, but then Serena giggles a little bit, and uh, you you see her foot poking out from behind a
1: rock. What do you do? I see you, and then I'm going to run towards her foot.
0: She giggles and tries to run away, and uh, it almost looks like she wants you to chase her and kind of play tag with her. She's like, no, you can't get me unless you tag me. Well, then I'll tag you, and I start chasing her. Okay, we're going to do... A, uh, uh, athletics contest. Oh, boy. Okay. So roll athletics and... Fifteen plus two, so seven. Oh, 17. you win. I got a seven. <laughs> so, uh, you, you catch her no problem, and, um, she, uh, look like, oh, fair! Now I'm it, aren't I? Or did you get Alistair? I haven't found Alistair yet. You want to help me find him? Oh, sure. Um, you know where he probably is? I think he's at the tool shed. Okay, let's check there. So um, I I guess you guys go there?
1: Yeah, I'll walk out of the waterfall and I'll stay behind the house just because the adults are over there doing something. Alistair and Serena's parents have decided to help
0: your mom with some um, maintenance. At the front of your house, because uh, I guess the eaves trough like fell down and it damaged the front porch a little bit. Okay, so they're all they're helping your mom with that. Okay, so uh, you guys creep out behind the house, and um, you uh, you guys don't see Alice stare there, and uh, make a perception check for me.
1: Will do.
0: A natural twenty plus five. <laughs> So you are very aware that something is watching you and Serena, and it feels pretty ominous and it doesn't, like, you don't feel very safe at the moment. I'm scared, Serena. I'm gonna make a perception check for her, too. She freaking sucks at this. Um, She's like, I don't don't see why you're so afraid. It's such a safe clearing, we'd see anything. Come on. We still have to find him. He's gonna bug us for the entire time that we're here if we don't find him quickly. And Mom and Dad will be real mad if we lose him.
1: I mean, I'm a little nervous. Maybe will you hold my hand while I kind of just go look in in the woods for a minute? I just want to make sure we're okay. Okay.
0: So she grabs your hand and you two walk hand in hand um she encourages you to skip with her because she likes to skip
1: do you skip with her because yeah because i'm a kid of course i do
0: (laughs) so you you go skipping
1: into the woods where about are you you mean like how far into the woods yeah
0: uh, based on the map i sent where where do you think you
1: are okay i would say sorry i just gotta bring up the map here uh we will go to just the front of... Well, you know the house that's literally right next to the old motel yeah. in the Wilkins will be yep. just in front of that one.
0: Okay, so uh, on the same side as the motel? Yes. Okay, so you still don't see him. Do you want to do an investigation check?
1: Yeah. This little six-year-old investigating in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> My investigation is twelve plus two, so fourteen. So
0: I uh, also rolled a fourteen. So you both put your heads together, and you you don't you still don't see him, but you do. As you're about to go back out towards the uh, towards the main town, uh, you do notice that in the dew he, he has left footprints towards the old church. Okay, Serena, uh, look at these oh my gosh that must be him like the he's really bad at being stealthy and stuff he's always leaving footprints somewhere Mm -hmm. that must be Alistair let's follow them um so you guys wonderful you guys follow the footprints that lead to the old church you hear footsteps on like so inside the church there's there's no roof on the bottom area but the 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 tower with the spire has already like is is still kind of intact and uh you guys can hear on the wood steps going up the tower you can hear little footprint footsteps going higher and higher
1: Oh, I think that's him. Let's go get him. And I'll kind yeah. of run.
0: <laughs> okay. And so you guys go running up the stairs. Serena trips and uh, she hurts her knee. And she says, Ow! Ow, I hurt. Oh, you go on and get him. Go on and get him, because otherwise he's going to get away. Are you sure? Maybe
1: you should go back to the parents.
0: Yeah, I should. I'm going to I'm gonna go back, okay? Are you okay. going to be okay? Yeah, I think so. It's just Alistair. That's true. Okay, well I'm going to go see if there's something we can wrap my knee with. It's not it it hurts and it's bleeding. Okay. And she's 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 been really strong about it. Like she she's kind of a, a proud little girl that um, and she, she's not willing to admit when she's hurting, so she's very she's trying very hard not to shed any tears. But you can tell that it hurts a lot more than she's letting on. And but she you know that she'll be even more mad if you don't like pretend like it's okay. Um, so you just <laughs> let her do her thing. So you she she hobbles off because it, it's kind of quiet, a little bit quieter than usual. You can hear her calling out to her mom, and then her mom going. Serena, how did you manage that? And uh, the voice is getting quieter as um, she she gets further away. You hear scurrying up on the top floor of the tower.
1: What do you plan to do? Six-year-old me doesn't have a very long memory retention, so I don't even remember that I was ever scared. So I'm just going to run up thinking that it's Alistair.
0: All right, so you go up and the, the footsteps have stopped and you get to the top of the stairs and it's kind of like an attic there's a couple trunks that are decrepit and kind of shitty that are just laying around and um some draped over stuff do you want to do another investigation check
1: yeah man i'm rolling good today i hope this transfers to the actual episode uh 20. <laughs>
0: 20. Plus, two. plus two Oh my god so you see right through his shitty hiding and you see the silhouette of Alistair in front of the freaking window behind a uh, decrepit sheet and he's just like kind of peeking out behind it and like really bad at this and you see him right away I found you and I'm going to run up to him he goes no no you'll never get me so he runs right into you and shoves you to the side and bolts down the stairs and uh, can you make an acro uh, an acrobatics check for me For sure <laughs>
1: What a rude kid. Oh my god. Okay, it's another
0: 20 plus two. Oh my god. Got like the best These. dice. Well I do. Just, you you just stumble back a couple of steps and you're not hurt at all and you don't you don't even hit anything. You just kinda like, what the fuck, dude? And then he like runs down the stairs and out the door.
1: Uh, what do you do next? Well now I'm gonna be mad because I don't like being pushed around, so I'm gonna run after him and okay. scream,
0: why would you do that? Well, he's run diagonally away from the, uh, away from the town to go around the building closer to the cliff face. He's gonna go, I'm gonna see if I can send an edited version of this. Actually, no, I know what I can do. I'm going to screen share with you. I don't even know how to do that. You guys were here and he runs out this way across the side and around. And you catch the t- the tail end of him and his little turtle body running
1: around the side here. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to catch him on the other side because six-year-old me likes to think ahead. And I'm going to loop around the other side of the house okay. to try and meet him in the middle and be like, You can't run away from me.
0: Okay. Can I get an athletics test to see how fast you get there? For sure. 18 plus 2. Shit. So you get there real fast, and he's really slow because he's a turtle. And you get around the side, and you see him booking it. Like, he kind of stops right here, sees you come around, and starts
1: going this way. Oh, gosh. Okay. This time, I'll chase after him and follow the direction that he went. All okay. right. So, um, you
0: finally get around here, and you don't see him anymore. And your assumption is he either ran this way or into this building. Um, can you make a perception check for me? For sure. 17 plus 5. Damn. Okay, so you... (laughs) I don't know how you're rolling this high. It's so much better than my d20 the other day where it was
1: like ones or
0: twenties and nothing in between. Well, it's a
1: new dice set. It's the first time I've whipped it out. So sounds fantastic, honestly. Okay, it is. you
0: feel a really, really deep chill run up your spine that you've never felt before, especially on a spring day where it's actually pretty warm out. And by this point, There's pretty much no fog left, um, except for right by the river. And you you would expect not to see any fog at all. But as you look around away from the town and the old ruins of the town, you see this black mist coming up from the ground and through the trees. Your bones feel cold. Your skin doesn't necessarily feel cold, but your bones do. And it feels dark and disturbing
1: and upsetting. And you're alone. What do you do? Immediately start crying. <laughs> and I'm gonna kind of catch, cover my mouth, because I'm scared and I should probably be quiet because I don't know what this thing is. So I'm gonna cover my mouth and kind of quietly whimper and cower up against the closest wall of that building to me. And try to like hide myself and look around very frantically for Alistair. It's not safe and we should definitely leave. <laughs>
0: Alistair is not there. It is just you and As you look out towards where this mist is coming from behind this huge sturdy oak you see bony fingers of a sallow looking spectral shadowed elf wrap around the side of the trunk and peek around and he takes a look at you and with his blood red eyes he has a ghoulish smile on and he says hello child how are you and his teeth are bared and he starts creeping towards you through the trees I'm gonna run back to my mom you run back for a split moment you decide to turn around and where he was you see nothing but trees and the mist is gone and the feeling is gone and the chill is gone but you are so terrified that you keep running and you run right into your mom's arms and you are absolutely hysterical. hysterical. She consoles you and she says, honey, honey, it's not real. It's not real. He wasn't there. You're just, it was just dark. It's just the forest. You're okay. It's okay, dear.
1: But mom, I saw him and he was real and he, he spoke to me, mom. Shh.
0: It's okay. It's okay. Mom's got you. Mom will protect you, okay?
1: He can't hurt you. And I'll just quietly start whimpering and over time gradually calm down, but still it's changed me. Definitely,
0: and as you, um, as your mom consoles you, you can hear um, it in the distance. You can hear uh, Alastair's mom uh, and dad like chiding him for leaving you alone in the woods and for even going out there alone. And they they yell about how dangerous it was to go like in there as children without any supervision from a parent um but your only focus is that your mom is there and you're safe now and the chill has left your bones and it is a very very sunny day for the rest of the day Okay, so uh, that is that concludes your first experience after hours episode. How how does uh, this affect the way you see your portrayal of Azira? Having this memory. I think
1: that moment is where Azura started retracting back into herself and became this very quiet, nervous little person. I think that moment will be when she became not so outspoken. And bubbly. Yeah,
0: and I think your mom notices this uh, and as it progressively gets I assume worse and worse, like over the years, you get even less talkative with her.
1: Mm. It never really affected my relationship with my mom, other than the fact that she didn't believe me and that bothered me. But for the most part, our relationship was okay and I still spoke to her normal, but she was about the only person that I was truly comfortable with anymore okay
0: i love that how did you feel about this after hours episode i love it awesome so yeah that's that's it. kind of the way that it'll it'll go is we'll do little uh role playing there won't be much if any combat these will just be moments that are significant to you and your character and how they've built up how your character's reacting to the plot now sounds good awesome